Hey guys, welcome to the Vertebros Podcast. I'm Dr. Charles Fredella. And I'm Dr. Dange Wolf. Thanks for joining us. Each episode, we'll be interviewing different docs and health and fitness professionals to learn about them and how they treat their patients. If you enjoy our content, be sure to give us a like, follow, and share us with your friends. And without further ado, let's get started. All right, guys. We're here today with Maxim Pagliata, doctor of chiropractic. Uh, how's it going, Max? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Glad you have a, glad to have you on the show, the hockey doc. Well, yeah, yeah I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, Max, uh, let's just kind of get started. Um, where are you from originally? Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, for those that don't know where that is. Um, you got another Canadian on the podcast. Saskatchewan. Yeah. There might uh, be a trend here. Yeah. Where, uh, where are you living now? Uh, right now I'm in uh, Tempe, Arizona, or greater Phoenix area. Very cool. How do you like it down there? Love it. Quite, quite the opposite from where you were from. You can't shovel sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how hot is it today? Um, today we had a crazy monsoon yesterday, so it's only like 90-some. Only? Um, but that's nothing compared to what's normally like, you know, over 100, 110 plus. So it's kind of a nice day. I feel like you left a, an egg on the, on the dashboard. It could probably cook. Oh, easily. Easily. You can't even, if you get inside your vehicle after when it's, you know, hot out and clear, you can't touch your, the, the wheel of your vehicle. It's insane. Jeez. So nuts. it's one of those, you got to get the reflecting thing and the, and the, and the windshield. Is that basically a requirement? <laughs> well, you know, I've not uh, resorted to that yet. Um, is that out of foolishness? Um, I'm not sure. But, uh, but hey, I'll take that into the spectrum versus, you know, the other way around. So yeah. when it's, you know, 40, 50 below. Yeah, for sure. That'd be worth looking into. Yeah. Well, hey, it's summer every day here, so it's unreal. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, so, uh, so Max, uh, what did you do for undergrad? So uh, undergrad <clears throat> was in uh, Saskatoon, my hometown, University of Saskatchewan. Uh, I started out in kinesiology, um, study human movement. Uh, from there, when I was there, I found out that you could get uh, – potential early acceptance into chiropractic school and I was at the time working at a country club golf course uh, in Saskatoon and realized that hey um, you can be on the other side of the counter one day and I saw that what life was like was for some of those people and so um, I applied after my third year not getting my degree in kinesiology uh, but getting my undergrad degree uh, in Portland Oregon concurrent with chiropractic. Yeah so for anybody listening that might be thinking about chiropractic, that is one really cool thing about the chiropractic program. Uh, and I'm not sure that it matters which school, but I know for UWS, you could transfer in after three years of, of undergrad. And then, as Max had stated, you will kind of concurrently finish your bachelor's along with getting your doctorate. Really, really cool opportunity. And that's neat that you took advantage of that, Max. Um, well, well, it was because I kind of I lost a year after my high school. Um, I shouldn't say lost a year, but I had a year between when I was in school because I chose to try and play hockey um, in hopes to get a, a scholarship to the United States. Um, and what ended up happening was I ended up in the States with school, um, just not with a scholarship or playing hockey. And so once I found out that I could save one, possibly two years of school, turning eight years into six, that was super appealing for me. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Where uh, where'd you end up in school not playing hockey? 
so that's uh, what I kind of was getting into um, after my undergrad uh, for my college of chiropractic. I was in Portland, Oregon. Uh, so I spent three years there, and that was an absolute blast. Yeah. Yeah. Got to play uh, some good hockey down there, too, for a little bit, yeah? Well, I did, you know, especially with um, some of the boys, right? They kind of pulled my leg uh, for, you know, the first over two years, you included, um, yep. where I wasn't playing just after I got out of it. Um, it. It took me a while, but once I finally got my gear down, I, I, I squeaked in a few games right before uh, the co- the COVID pandemic kind of shut the world down there. And so it was, it was an absolute blast to be able to hang on on the ice with you guys for, for a little bit before we were unable to. Yeah. Did you end up playing a full season or no? No, it got shut down so early. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many games it was. It wasn't that many though, maybe five or six at most. Yeah. Um, and then everything just kind of closed down for the next, you know, months. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just to kind of touch on a little bit, uh, what made you decide on chiropractic outside of the, uh, the school and anything other than that? So I don't know how much time we have here, <laughs> but, uh, I'll, I'll give you the short story. So, um, playing hockey, um, when I was about a teenager, kind of mid- middle-aged teenager, um, I, uh, had my first concussion, uh, playing midget AAA and one of my teammates, uh, suggested I go see a chiropractor for help. And so I'm like, okay, hey, cool. Never been before. And so I went to, uh, went to his car- family chiropractor for, um, I don't know how long they were going beforehand, but, uh, drove an hour for it. And, uh, in that first visit, I still vividly remember, um, he showed me this video, which is, is kind of funny to think back on now explaining what a subluxation is. <laughs> and so, uh, Again, funny in retrospect, but nonetheless, watched the video. He ended up treating me. At the end of the video, he asked me to explain what a subluxation was based off of that video, and I was able to. And right then and there, he said, you know, you'd make a great chiropractor one day. And, uh, you know, I was only like 15 at the time. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, I'd always kind of been wanting to, you know, be something sports-based uh, with the human body, but I just didn't know what, whether it be, you know, an orthopedic surgeon, a PT, which was very uh, prevalent that I'd been to a lot when I was playing hockey um, or something along those lines. And so that's what kind of planted the seed. Um, years later, kind of kept going, um, had a few more concussions, and then evidently stopped playing hockey due to too many brain injuries um, and started working out more competitively doing um, as what's known as CrossFit for some people um, and just had an absolute blast. Uh, so, But a few months into that, I ended up getting a severe back injury. Um, I had no idea what was going on and uh, went to the whole thing. The eMERGE got up one day. I couldn't get out of bed just in, you know, nine, nine out of 10 pain that I've never experienced before. Um, and it was unbelievable. And that ended up continuing on for, it was a few weeks when it was happening. And unfortunately I had a PT visit um, scheduled for a couple of weeks later, just because I was kind of a band-aid in CrossFit, kept getting hurt um, with different things. But um, the, the dude there told me that I had a disc herniation and that it was textbook. And I'm like, huh, interesting. That kind of makes sense. And he was kind of able to help me out a little bit uh, with what's called uh, end range loading or the McKenzie method for those that know. Um, and that helped out, you know, quite a bit. I was able to uh, get off the floor, uh, which by the way, I was, I was literally floored, couldn't get off the floor for weeks. 
couldn't get up. I had to have my parents help me up off the floor because um, nothing was pain-free or comfortable except for at first on my stomach, and then I was able to flip on my back and then just simply lay on the couch. It was unbelievable. Um, and this kept going on, kept getting a little bit better. Now it's kind of turning into, you know, two, three months, and I still can't bend forward anywhere near my toes without excruciating pain or pain down the back of my leg. And uh, I was introduced to a chiropractor, a different one now, that was able to do uh, what was called ART. And she was working on my piriformis, and it was unbelievably painful at the time. But the next day, I woke up like 90% better. And I was absolutely mind blown. And so I was like, went back to her once, maybe twice more. I think I was only there like three times. And I was near pain-free, 100% function. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I would love to have the influence that this lady had in Saskatoon on someone's life like uh, that I had had for me one day to be able to improve their quality that, that easily and that fast. Because, man, it was, uh, it was a rough summer and it, wasn't very, it was not very good. Um, so after that, I'm like, okay, I think I want to be a chiropractor. And so then worked at the country club still. Uh, at that point, I was just evidently one day working behind the counter at the front desk and uh, ran into this gentleman. Um, and I had uh, a pro shop job, as it was called, even though I kind of joked it was just basically PR for the golf club, um, just talking to people all day long type of thing. And uh, his name was, just met him, his name was uh, Sharish Balero. And so, you know, I just got to talking to him. He's back on vacation from Portland, Oregon, and uh, visiting his, his uh, parents who were longtime members there. And he used to be a member there at Riverside Country Club and uh, get to find out he's a chiropractor. And I'm like, oh, like, I want to do that type of thing, but didn't know where I was going to go. Everyone in, in Canada or the majority of people in, in uh, Canada, especially Saskatoon, just went to Toronto uh, for school since it was the only English speaking school. So that's just what I kind of figured out that I'd be doing. But basically, met a connection out of the blue. Then he became, long story short, became my uh, very close friend and mentor over the last um, about six years. Because I was about two years away from being able to apply to chiropractic school. So um, long story short, that is what led to me to becoming a chiropractor and why Portland, Oregon uh, was the school specifically. So I just kind of followed my mentor and he, you know, showed me the ropes and I uh, wouldn't have it any other way. That's, that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. like I've only heard good things about Dr. Ballero as well. Yeah. And yeah. Kind of, kind of funny. I've known you now for, I mean, pretty close to four years. Um, I don't think I've ever heard how you met him. And that's uh that's pretty, pretty neat, like random meetup. Coincidental. Yeah. Really cool. Well, yeah, you think about how things work or you think about what life sometimes, I do at least, like how things kind of happen or the, the, the chain of events to what happens, right? And uh, it was, again, it was kind of one of those things that was just meant to be because the chances of that happening were so slim it's unbelievable. So, yeah, very blessed. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, so in school, you were a uh, MPI rep. Um, tell the listeners what MPI is. Yeah, so motion MPI stands for the Motion Palpation Institute, and it's a it's a group of doctors actively practicing chiropractors who essentially um, they go around they teach their philosophy of how to assess and adjust the human body. And so I was fortunate enough to be selected or chosen, uh, I guess is a better way to put it, um, to teach some of the styles. 
um, that these actively practicing chiropractors do to help instruct the students when they weren't there, kind of in a weekly basis. Nice. That's awesome. I remember going to some of those club meetings too. And uh, obviously you were uh, the rep for most of the time I was, I was in school there. And so I was able to learn a lot from you and got adjusted by you. And so I was definitely, we were all fortunate enough to have you as, as a, a teaching rep there. So I'm definitely thankful for that. But uh, also I wanted to ask you how that helped you in clinic and school and how that's been helping you in practice now having that experience behind you. I think it was a huge, huge help. Um, first of all, I think because of the microscope. And so what I mean by that is that the first day I, I presented, so what happens is that um, usually about once a week, a bunch of students meet, um, a bunch meeting from anywhere from 10 to, I think the busiest day was probably like 80 or 100 people uh, in a room or two rooms, and you kind of instruct a few different uh, ways to assess and adjust areas that need to move more. And so what I say is on the microscope is I've never really done any type of presenting in my life to anybody other than maybe a friend or two. And mm -hmm. so it was absolutely terrifying um, knowing or trying to portray what I know about adjusting to other students either at my level or slightly below as far as at, in the, at the time that they're in school. Um, so I think that helped instill confidence in myself to be able to then translate that to improve my patient communication skills in the treatment room. Um, because if I don't understand how to, how to explain something that I'm doing, then I feel like I don't really know or I'm not as strong as what I'm doing. And so that was one of the big um, points that I kind of took away from that experience in addition to getting um, extra repetitions, extra practice. I know um, not even just being involved with MPI, but just with our small friend group that we were practicing all the time. When I say practicing, I mean practicing our adjusting skills. Um, like my neck was so hypermobile for the first, I mean, it's starting to finally feel better from the first three years that we were in school. And this is four years later now of just constantly practicing on each other every single day, either neck, low back, mid back, whatever. But um, that was another, you know, another really nice um, exposure or something that I took away from that, that experience being an MPI rep. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly still quite hypermobile. Dange tries to uh, actually even pretty consistent with the cervicals lately, but yeah. uh, for a while there, Dange would go to adjust my cervicals, and he's just like, "What the heck?" There was no end range. Yeah, just <laughs> rubber band neck over here. Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of the uh, one of the few downsides to Cairo School for sure. Um, but yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit about. Because uh, you own your own practice, correct? Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. What's it called? Where are you located? All that. So, so my, my practice right now is just my last name. It's, my, it's called Pauliata Chiropractic. Um, I'm actually splitting time between having my own practice and being an employee at a, a different clinic with another mentor of mine. Um, so I feel like it's kind of a unique situation um, being able to swing both of those. But my practice is, uh, like I said, called Pauliatic Chiropractic. It's in North Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, so from, you know, Tempe, where I live, is probably, you know, now it's actually just under 20 minutes. could be 15 with no traffic. Um, and it's basically more athletic-based, I should say, um, and more performance-based chiropractic. 
Tell it. So what's the style of practice that uh, you have there? Like what, what kind of patient appointment times are we looking at? So as far as you mean like lengths of treatment or how I treat or what do you mean by that? Yes, both. All of it. Okay. So kind of give you a little bit of everything then. So I said performance-based chiropractic. So I, my perspective is always going to change with the influence of others and my own experiences. But I view chiropractic being able to go, you know, kind of two different ways that also kind of intermesh or intertwine kind of like, uh, you know, a, a strand of DNA, the double helix. So one is the pain perspective of getting people out of pain, just like I had been fortunate enough to uh, have been helped with my disc herniation and my low back. And then the other aspect, which I already kind of mentioned, was the performance-based. And so I love, you know, like I said, getting people to feel as good as possible and improve their function when they need it. But what's also equally as fun um, and almost even more enjoyable is the performance-based care. And so whether that be, um, I'm a chiropractor, so I love to adjust things. And so helping patients meet their goals, whether that be adjusting areas of the body that need to move more, um, providing any type of soft tissue therapies or modalities that needed uh, to work on the muscle or the, fa the fascial system, or any kind of active care or rehab exercises that I find the big three being those things are typically hugely important and helpful for me to get people both out of pain, but also improve their performance and meet their own personal goals. And so to my lengths of treatment right now, um, I love to spend time with people. And so my first visit evaluations, assessment and evaluation um, and treatment, if it's indicated or needed, are uh, about an hour or a little under an hour. And then my any follow-up visit in which a patient needs, those visits are typically 25 minutes to half an hour. And so they'll get any, any combination of those three um, treatments being adjusting um, soft tissue therapies or uh, active care or rehab. And so um, that kind of sums up what I do in the visits. But I guess, I guess the, uh, the, the why or behind what I do, I guess, is just helping people improve you know, their daily life and their, the functions in their daily life or to meet their, their goals in any kind of performance um, venture in which they have. Nice. How did you go about deciding that you wanted to practice in Scottsdale? Oh, again, a, a longer conversation, I think. Um, but what ended up happening for this, the, the office in which I'm at now, I'm, I'm inside of a gym, which is really awesome. Um, so I rent a room in a gym and the, that opportunity was created through uh, a friend of mine that I met playing hockey here. Um, his wife is a member there at the gym. And so she pitched the idea to the gym owners that I was possibly looking for a space to practice. And, uh, and yeah, so she created that opportunity for me in North Scottsdale, which is pretty close to the, the, main, the main rink. There's actually a ton of rinks here in, in the greater Phoenix area. It's unbelievable. But it's about three, four minutes from the, the main kind of three-plex rinks of where the, the, the Arizona Coyotes practice, practice facility is. So that's kind of how I ended up in that space itself. Nice. There's the proximity to other people you wanted to be treating. Well, big time, right? It's, it's the big two for me, which the kind of my you know, main populations that I really you know, strive to not only um, – treat but just you know get to meet and and the things that i also enjoy doing being hockey players and golfers there's a ton of golf around there um and i say ton i mean it's like the, one of the golf meccas in the world uh, being the greater phoenix area specifically scottsdale itself 
And so it's really a great combination of being close to go- a lot of golfers and a ton of hockey players. Hockey is extremely um, massive here. It, it is unbelievable. So it's just mind blowing as to how, how many hockey players and how big the game is down here in the desert. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a little ironic. No, they're trying to cool off. Probably. <laughs> it's the only spot in summer. So if I can do anything to grow the game here, um, that's my one my little piece to help out. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so what uh, what seminars and certs have you gone through? So I have done not a ton of seminars. I wasn't I'm not really a seminar geek. Um, as far as being able to try and take everything that I can, um, in school, I was, I was always told to be really good at what you'll know for, and then kind of let the rest fall into place afterwards. And so, um, seminars, I've taken all of the MPI ones. Um, they offer quite a few of them. Um, I've taken as well, TULIP, uh, seminars, which stands for turn learning into practice. Um, those are also extremely, uh, beneficial, uh, seminars or in- instructional weekends for those that want to learn. Um, applied adjusting or learn how to uh, adjust for different conditions or different phases of care. Um, so I've taken all of those ones as well. Um, those are based in Portland, Oregon. Um, the other ones I've taken, uh, I've taken a couple DNS uh, courses, dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, and that's part of the active care and rehab phase. I've taken all of the rock tape ones, and so that's more passive modalities like taping, uh, scraping or any of the shiny shiny tools that anyone uh, may have seen while listening, um, the cupping. Um, there's a few different ones that I've taken through that, or most of them I've taken through them. Um, I've taken the on base U, so I work with some baseball some baseball players as well, being pitchers and hitters, and so uh, certified through the on base U to to help uh, both assess and treat better uh, pitchers and uh, hitters for baseball players. And I guess that's also applied to softball as well, or fastball, sorry. Um, and then the, the last one, which I, I, I use a lot, which it's funny I say last one, but it's probably one of the, the best that I'm known for as well, would be the TPI, Tyler's Performance Institute. Um, so I'm medical level two certified in that one, uh, which means that, again, it's just a little bit different of a way to help treat golfers and help assess them to find out uh, what they need best to help improve their game on the course. You know, for uh, somebody that said they're not a seminars guy, you ran to a lot of seminars. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I didn't really think about that until you kind of just asked me to to speak on it. And so it doesn't feel yeah. like it, you know, it's, it's just learning and trying to be able to improve my tool bag to help, help improve patient outcomes uh, the best that I can. For sure. And I think it's pretty important to invest in yourself and your knowledge and your skills. So that's exactly what you've done through all those seminars, which is really good for your patients at the end of the day. I hope so. Yeah. So uh, how'd you come up with uh, your Instagram handle, the hockey doc? (laughs) So the hockey doc, um, I was having lunch one day with, with a a very respected uh, chiropractor in our profession named uh, Greg Friedman. And uh, I was just started very initial stages of, starting my own practice and this would have been um almost eight seven eight months ago now and uh, he asked me what i who i want to treat or what he didn't ask me that he asked me what i like to do and i said well i love to golf and i love to play hockey and so he said okay he said go golf and go play hockey 
And I said, okay, cool. And he said, he said, are you any good? I was like, well, you know, that's a, a relative question. So I, I don't feel like I'm that great, but um, I sure love playing. And so from then he's like, Hey, how much, what, which one do you prefer? Do you play golf? Do you prefer to play golf or play hockey? I was like, well, I've, I've been playing hockey since like before I can, you know, walk. I was skating before I could walk. And he said, okay. He's like, I now, and he stood up in this restaurant and this is his pizza place. He stood up in the restaurant and he said, I now knight you the hockey dock. And he stood up and he put his hand on my one shoulder, put his hand on my other shoulder. <laughs> and uh, he's like, from now on, you'll be known as the hockey dock. And so I'm just killing myself laughing. But in, in the big picture here, it actually kind of, you know, just I just kind of rolled with it right from there. So just created a, uh, you know, trying to create the uh, the hockey doc to be able to help best help hockey players in an area that I feel like is not, uh, you know, not being either best helped or has definitely a huge potential to be able to help hockey players in this in this area, both young and, you know, either middle-aged that are just trying to, you know, play in a beer league on the weekend or in a weeknight that just trying to keep them playing to the best of their ability, you know, keep one bar down as, as often as they can. Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the coolest stories I've ever heard about how somebody get came up with their Instagram handle. Yeah, all <laughs> people, Dr. Greg Friedman. Yeah. yeah. It was it was absolutely one of those things I'm I'm never going to forget because like you said it's just a name, but uh but I'll never forget. He said, "Yep, I'll now knight you the hockey doc." <laughs> <laughs> that's so. Um, and then he sat down. Very cool. Nice. So uh Common common injuries conditions. What what uh what are kind of the the big ones that you see and treat? Being that you're treating a lot of hockey athletes and uh, and golfers. Oh, that's a good question. Um, the first thing that pops into my brain would be, I mean, it's got to be low back pain. So oftentimes, and I'm just going to generalize here, big time, but oftentimes the low back is like the good guy, right? It's meant to be more of a stable joint as far as what the body desire or what the body uh how the body functions and so why why i think that low back pain pops up so much in my office is that both golf and hockey require a huge mobility of the joints that surround the low back being the hip joint the femoral acetabular joint in both sides and the thoracic spine and rib cage and in both populations especially hockey players those areas i've found with my patients being the thoracic spine and the hips don't move as much as they need to or as much as the sport requires them being the skating and, or crossing over when they're skating um, and, area, and uh, it, things along those lines. And so why I said low back pain is that because those areas aren't functioning optimally in some of these people, the low back tries to be the good guy, like I mentioned, and take over their job. And so after a while, that low back's going to start yelling or start yelling or yelling at themselves um, that, hey, something's going on here. I'm, I'm doing way more way more work than i should be like what's going on and so then that's when they pop in or say they shoot they shoot me a text or a phone call they say hey mass like my little bass like feeling kind of greasy right now can you help me out so that's when i take a look and through my assessment that's a lot of the times what i find um is that the areas around there aren't uh aren't kind of doing their job and so once you get those moving better it tends to help out with those types of patients very cool very cool what uh what are your next steps? Where are you trying to head now, um, both professionally and personally? So, <clears throat> professionally, I'm just just trying to keep grow my just keep trying to grow my practice. Um, hey, pardon, pardon, Russ. 
uh, my dog there was yelling. It's my uh, my alarm system. Yeah, Max, um, give, uh, give give Russ a hug for me because I think he needs it. It sounded like it was. Yeah, I'll give Russ a hug and a shout out. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> just just keep trying to grow my practice, you know. And I think what that means to me is trying to be able to help as many people as possible, you know, pursue and achieve their goals, being on the ice or on the course. And so, I think if I can just keep trying to do that, I think slowly over time, that's just going to keep keep that uh, snowball building. Uh, and that's that's I guess my main professional um, goal is being in practice, aside from just trying to be the best version of myself. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things uh, in life right now, personally for me, is that I've learned over the past little while um, that it's not it's not a matter of trying to be the best, but as trying to be the, the matter of your own best. And that was a huge, huge, huge uh, eye opener for me and a change in perspective. Um, and I think that was also life opening. So I think that's if I strip it down bare bones, that's that's kind of my my, my main objectives moving forward. I like it. Nice. Well, Max, we appreciate you coming on the podcast. You know, a lot of us looked up to you in school for not only your adjusting skills, but also your ability to explain of what you're doing and and the whys. So I think we all appreciated it. We all benefited from learning from you, and I'm sure your patients are are benefiting from it as well, too. So we appreciate your time coming on the podcast with us today. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys asking and, and having me on and taking time to just chat with me. So I love what you're doing, and I've heard nothing but positive feedback so far from the rest of our colleagues about uh, the stories that we hear on here. So keep it up, guys. We appreciate that. Appreciate it a lot. Any uh, closing statements and uh, also maybe uh, just kind of give one more over for where people can find you and reach you and maybe get in contact with you? Uh, yeah, so I can be found um, basically anywhere. Um, I mean, I live in live in Greater Phoenix area, so if anyone's at all close, please uh, either shoot me a text. Uh, any social media is just my full name, Maxim Pauliata. Uh, my website for my clinic of the hockey doc is Pauliata. My last name P O W I A dot com, um, and any social media that includes the hockey doc, um, as well as they said, any just shoot me a text or a phone call or or anything like that that works. And so um, would love to connect with anyone or be able to help improve anyone's experience, whether it be in school um, or just starting out in practice to be able to uh, help them and just, I guess, teach them what I learned, what has worked for me uh, or not worked for me to be able to help make their life a little bit easier. So please do not hesitate. All right. Awesome. Appreciate it, Max. Thank you. Yeah, Max. We really appreciate you again. Uh, and we hope to have you on here again. Thanks, fellas. I look forward to it. Awesome. And another great episode done. If you've enjoyed your time here, don't forget to give us a like, follow, and share. We appreciate it.